Hello and welcome back to today's prophetic word that I have for you on Santini's Daily Dose podcast. This is your friend Josiah. You guys, I'm so glad that you're here to receive what the Father is going to say through me to you. Uh, Some of you guys know I've been using my gift of prophecy for about, about three, no, about a year and a half, maybe two. And um, I've seen God do miraculous things with my gift, and I absolutely just love to use it. Excuse me, I just got done eating some uh, checkers, and I had a couple burgers and a pie, so I might have a little bit of hiccups. But you guys, today, uh, the verse today that I have for you on Santini's Daily Dose podcast is Genesis 50-20. Some of us uh, may know it. It's a very common verse, but it says, You intended to harm me, but... God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Again, you guys, I don't really know the story of Genesis 50 a whole lot, but that's in the NLT version. But the whole thing where, you know, God will use for good what the enemy meant for bad, I think that's what that verse is talking about. Um, Again, there's context. There's a story behind that. But um, it's a really great verse, and it's something we can hang on to every season of our lives. So... Um, Let's open in prayer here, you guys, and then I am going to see what the Lord wants to say. Yeah, and right off the bat, the first thing that I'm hearing is a verse in found in the book of Second Chronicles where it talks about the Lord is seeking the earth to and fro for those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Because He wants authentic intimacy. God, I thank you that um, you're doing things, God. You're going to be doing things now. You're going to be doing things when the Antichrist comes. You're going to be coming when the Mark of the Beast comes. Um, you're going to be doing things when... You're always going to be doing something, God. Jesus, you said, when I come back, will I find faith here on the earth? Lord, help prepare our hearts to have faith in the finishing days. Help us to be excited for your return as the as your bride. God, I pray for the suffering that people are going through. Hold them up, Father. I thank you that you're walking right beside them, that there's nothing they have to worry about, God. Everything is in your hands. You are in the moment of their healing. You are in the moment of their breakthrough. You are in the moment of their suffering. You know what lies ahead. There's a reason why you tell us to trust you, God. Help us to forget about understanding so that we can find your peace. 
Lord, I pray that you'd speak to me to speak to other people's lives and you would move, God. I thank you for who you are, God. So merciful, so mighty in all your ways. Sovereign and strong. Yeah, and I'm just... Right now... It's just so weird. Sometimes I get really weird pictures, but what I see is a little girl in her room, and um, her mother is just doing her hair. And from that, I hear the Lord saying, just sit and let me work on you. He's saying, sit and let me just work on you. You know, there was something that I heard earlier today. I was running some errands earlier today, going to like four different Salvation Armies to get a TV stand and a, uh, um, a chair to sit down here at my desk for my podcast. But I feel like the Lord was saying... Um, Things are going to change next week. God's going to bring some things, and they're going to come totally unexpected. They're just going to, it's going to be, you're not going to expect it when he brings, when he brings whatever he's bringing you. He's, he's doing something. He's working behind the scenes. And I think that term, God working behind the scenes, I think what that really means is there's things that, there's open doors that God is doing. And like God is using someone else's life that's going to, God is going to use, whether it's, okay, someone else's life there may be some things in their life that God is working on to bless you with. That's one thing. There's like so many things. It's more than that though. Like there's so many things that... There's so many things that... um. There's so many more things that God does behind the scenes. And I think there's even things that we haven't seen in all of time that God does behind the scenes. I think there's more. I uh, Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians 13 if you read it in the message version. I hear the Lord saying that he's getting a lot of the crap out. Whether it's mentally, spiritually, like he's getting everything that you don't need. It's going to come with a lot of pain, but this is where God is calling you back into intimacy. Just going back to your room or sitting in your car or going to the beach or just taking a drive and just being open and honest with him. That's all you're supposed to focus on in those moments is just to say, God, this is what I have going on and just be honest with him. And if you don't know how to be honest, then tell him that. 
Tell him everything. I'm so glad that God brought me out of being so legalistic and like always acting for God. I'm so glad. I was so caught up in it. If it's one thing that I see people get uh, delivered out of and then brought into something new is lukewarm Christianity to legalism instead of having a balance. And it's really sad. It's all about humility. It's all about having an open heart. Um, you know what? I even hear the I just I even hear the Lord just saying, if you just went through a tough breakup, oh, God sees that. He sees that. Like he actually he saw, he he saw that. He knew it was going to happen. And he's saying, there's something better that I have for you. Not only right now, but coming in the future as well. That God is saying, your portion is going to be double. If you stay faithful to him. If you keep following. God is saying, go listen to more Christian podcasts towards people that are Bible-based Christians. Go listen to more sermons. Go get back into your word. If you're getting into your word and you're like and you're feeling like nothing is speaking to you, go and tell God that. Cuz I've had those moments where like where I would have a really I'd have a tough day and I'd go to the Bible and nothing would speak to me. I'd even go to the book of Psalm and it would just be basic, which is like, "Oh, like David saying, "God, I'm in pain." I'm like, "Yeah, but God, I need something a little bit more." I've had moments like that where I just haven't heard anything from God. Sometimes God just won't answer and I don't want to fear that I'm, you know, setting you up for pain at that point because Proverbs talks about that, how false hope brings a, or what is it? Uh, It's like thrown away, like hope that, oh, hope defers, um makes the heart sick. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm doing that, but you know, one thing that I really learned, you guys, is there's a verse in Psalm where David said, um, he said, it's worse for you to not answer me than for me to go into a black hole. And he's talking literally about something, you know, like they talk about in space. Let me see if I can find that verse. Psalm 10. Let me see. Hang on. Hmm.
trying to find it, guys. I'm sorry. Hang on. can't find it but let me just read this to you guys because sometimes I feel like we feel this way sometimes I feel like we go and we talk to God and I feel the Holy Spirit so like in a very I feel the Holy Spirit in a very deep unique way right now you guys I can't explain it um, I, I this is a feeling I've never felt before but it's just kind of it's really blowing me away so let me just read this because sometimes I feel like we do this so this is Psalm 10 I'm just going to start reading here God are you avoiding me? Where are you when I need you? Full of hot air. The wicked are hot on the trial of the poor. Trip them up. Tangle them up in their fine-tuned plots. This could really talk towards a lot of people that are just filthy rich and they just... Anyway. The wicked are windbags. The swindlers have foul breath. The wicked snub God. Their noses stuck high in the air. Their graffiti are scrawled on the walls. Catch us if you can. God is dead. They are nothing for what you think. If you get in their way, they'll blow you off. These, these verses right here, I just read to verse 5, I think it was, and... I think there's a lot of other scripture in the Old Testament where it talks about um, people saying to God, like, why do you not do anything about these people that just, like, literally keep doing evil? They have no repentance in their hearts. And there's a lot of scripture where God um, kind of, like, says, like, I'm going to have my way. Don't worry. And I think if there is one verse that's coming to mind that would answer that is uh, in First Peter. Well... No, I'm actually kind of taking that verse out of context, so I'm not going to use that. The verse, the verse where it says, uh, "If all you know, God is holding back His return because He wants all to come to repentance and that none should perish." It's actually talking about people in the last days are going to say, "Well, when you know He's been God, people have been saying God's returning, and it's been forever. When's that going to happen?" And then it goes on and says, God is actually holding back his return because he wants everyone to come to repentance. So it's like, again, I think that I think that right there is Genesis 50, 20, where it, God is using that for good. God's using people's arrogance, people's um, uh, unawareness and foolishness and actually having mercy upon that and saying, I'm actually just wanting you to repent. I don't want you to perish because I already paid it all. I finished it. I came down. I poured my wrath out on my son. I poured my wrath out on someone that did not deserve it when you did. He did that for us. And it all comes back down to that verse in John where it just says, uh, we love him because he first loved us. So, um, a lot of these verses, and you guys should just go read, uh, yeah, I'm reading through this right now in Psalm 10, and a lot of it, David is, I think, I think it's David, I might be wrong, but I think it, it's David talking about, um, 
Yeah, it's all about like fighting against people and having you know quarrels with other people. Um, and again, um, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities and demons. So, and Satan himself. Um, yeah. You guys should go check this out. Psalm 10, it's really good. I'll read a little bit more here. Um, let's continue here. Um, They carry a mouthful of spells. Their tongues spit venom like adders. They hide behind ordinary people, then pounce on their victims. They make the luckless... Oh, sorry. They mark the luckness. Or, sorry, I'm not saying that right. They mark the luckless, then wait like a hunter in a blind. When the poor... Wretch wanders uh, too close, they stab him in the back. So a lot of David, what is, what is saying is like just what types of people do that are just arrogant, filthy rich. Uh, I guess you could talk about celebrities because we never really know what they do behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that we're better, we're not. But um, this is David just talking about people that I guess... Um, that just treat people not they just don't treat people right verse 12 time to get up god get moving the luckless think they're god forsaken they wonder why the wicked scorn god and get away with it why the wicked are so cocksure they'll never come up for audit but you know all about it the contempt, the abuse. I dare to believe that the luckless will get lucky someday in you. You won't let them down. Orphans won't be orphans forever. And again, right there, orphans won't be orphans forever. This might be talking about uh, like the whole prodigal son, you guys. For those of you that don't know that story, you should go ahead and check it out. Just type in the prodigal son story. It's, a it's absolutely incredible. Uh, break the wicked right arms. Break all the evil left arms. And you know, I'm just... I just feel like I just got a word through everything that we're reading. If For those of you that have just been mistreated by people that call themselves Christians, but they don't have any repentance in their heart for it, or they just don't care, God is saying that he has seen that. And if you've been criticized for your faith from those people or other people, I just pray that God would show you how incredibly amazing that is. That in Peter, it talks about if that happens to you, that um, the Spirit of God rests upon you. Father, I pray they would find honor in their heart in that. They would revere you in that moment, God. They would grow in their identity hearing that. Just lead people in your ways, God, in Jesus' name. Yeah, look at this. 
verse 17, the victim's faint pulse, the victim's faint pulse picks up. The heart of the hopeless pump red blood as you put your ear to their lips. Orphans get parents, the homeless get homes, the reign of terror is over, the rule of the gang lords is ended. It's almost like David might be prophesying about people that act like this, about the wicked, like it talks about, is coming to an end. So, yeah. Take that with you guys again. That's Psalm 10. So, um, And I really just feel like I'm supposed to read uh, the book of Nahum, chapter 1. I want to read it in... What's that one website, Bible Gateway? Here we go. Again, you guys, before I read this, there's context behind this. This is the Old Covenant, obviously, but um, I'm just going to read this in... No, I can't do... Nope, can't do that. Let's do the Amplified. No, let's go to the message. A report on the problem of Nineveh, the way God gave Nahum of Elosh to see it. God is serious business. He won't be trifled with. He avenges his foes. He stands up against his enemies, fierce and raging. But God doesn't lose his temper. He's powerful, but is, but it's a patient power. Ooh, I love that. Still, no one gets by with anything. Look at that. Look at that. Look what he just. Well, look what we just read in Psalm 10. Sooner or later, everyone pays. Tornadoes and hurricanes are the wake of his passage. Ooh. I'm just going to read that again. Sooner or later, still, no one gets by with anything. Sooner or later, everyone pays. Tornadoes and hurricanes are the wake of his passage. Storm clouds are the dust he shakes off his feet. In Hebrews 12, you guys, it talks about how God is a tempest. Think about that. He yells at the sea, it dries up. All the rivers run dry. The Bashan and Carmen mountains shrivel. The Lebanon orchards shrivel. Mountains quake in their roots. Hills dissolve into mud flats. Earth shakes in fear of God. The whole world is in panic. Who can face such a towering anger? Who can stand up to this fierce rage? His anger spills out like a river of lava. His fury shatters boulders. Again, you guys, that that was, um, let me just stop right there. 
we read all that and we read about God's wrath and we read about God's anger. Is God's wrath completely gone because of the blood of Jesus? No, there's no scripture on that. There is scripture, although, in uh, John 2 where it says, um, those who abide outside of the blood, meaning Jesus, that the wrath of God abides on them. But it goes on and says, those that abide under the blood of Jesus, that the wrath of God abides outside of them. So, obviously we're reading from a book that is from the Old covenant the old testament and now we're in a new covenant which hebrews talks about um talks about how we are in a better covenant right now and it also says that the old covenant sits on a shelf gathering dust i think that is hebrews 8 but um you guys where it says at the beginning here but god doesn't lose his temple he's powerful but it's a patient power there's a balance that the prophet nahum is trying to explain here that God is a wrathful God and he is coming back to judge the world but he wants all to come to repentance I hope that just kind of connects I hope this is all connecting with you guys For those of you that have just lost a job, possibly just got let go or you quit and you're a little bit worried if you made a mistake, God is saying you are still in his will. You have not left what he has for you. Thank you, Father. Just lead people more towards you, God. For people that are desiring their wife or their husband, God, that you would just fall afresh on them, God. Let your will be done in that, Father. Lead people in your ways and refine them. Break us down. Help us to continue to endure suffering. Help us remember the wisdom we've learned from the past when we need to know it, God. Help us to continue to abide in your love, to grow in wisdom. I feel like some of you are going to get some breakthroughs soon. Some of you are going to go through a lot of refining. Things are going to get a little bit heavy. Um, but God is, going to, is bringing deliverance over you in those moments. And I'm just going to... make this last well last couple announcements and then we'll finish here if I feel like for those listening maybe you're having some car troubles whether it's 
you're ha- you're having to pay for a lot of money to fix your car or you just got into a car accident and God is saying he's going to come through. He's going to come through. No matter how much you overthink, no matter how much you have anxiety, he's going to be faithful. But he's saying, come to me with your anxiety. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. He loves you. And you're not alone. You are not alone. Abba Father is with you. You know, I obviously have a microphone right here and I just hear the Lord. I just have a very tiny, not a vision, but just a picture in my head of some of you guys in front of a microphone, whether you're trying to get on TV or you're a singer and you want to do something with that or you want to um, get on the radio and do that or whatever, any type of broadcasting thing, I hear the Lord saying that he's for you and that if you're interested in getting into that, go and talk to him about it. He's eager to hear what you want to say. He is for us. But what is key, what the next part of wisdom that we need to remember when we re- when we remember that he is for us, that his that we have to remember that God's timing is in that he is for us. If that makes sense. Keep going into the keep reading your word. Keep having your prayer moments. If you fall asleep when you pray, that's okay. The Lord is giving you a new portion. want to share this one story one time I was in a in my car with an old friend of mine named Noah and another friend of mine named Kyla Noah was in the front seat and Kyla was in the back seat and um, it was raining really really bad and my car was hydroplaning like crazy and the spirit of fear really came into me in that moment This happened, you guys. This happened. And right after this happened, I told Kyla, and she was shocked. But I'm like, Lord, I'm just really scared right now, and that just keep me safe. And immediately, the Lord said, trust me. And literally, about 20 seconds after, the storm stopped. It just stopped. It was you know, sprinkling a little bit, but it was a dramatic change. 
Did I trust the Lord in that moment? Yes, I did. I did. So, Father, I thank you for these words. I pray these people would take them with them and they would bring it to you, God, that it's you that has spoken, not me. I thank you that you've chosen me to be a vessel to do this, God, and Lord, I just revere your name. For those who feel like they're just feeling stagnant or stuck, God, let their roots for you just grow deeper. They would just go deeper. They would intertwine and just just go so deep into your heart, God, that there's always room to grow. I pray you would just deliver people of demons, deliver people of mindsets, and that we would grow in wisdom, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that is my prophetic word for you guys today. It's uh, I'm really glad I got to do that. And um, I am really tired. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I've been up since like 8 a.m. And uh, I know it's not early, but I drove 40 minutes away to take my sister to a job interview. And then I drove 40 minutes back. And then I ran a bunch of errands. And then I ate and um, watched some Bethel stuff. Um... Sorry, I'm looking at, um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm kind of tired. Probably just going to relax and not really do anything today. Got to read my Bible later, of course. So, yeah, guys, get back into your Bible today. Go listen to a sermon. Go listen to a podcast. Get closer to the Lord. He is calling you closer to him. So, thank you so much for listening to today's prophetic word on Santini's Daily Dose podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. God bless you.